Hey guys, this is Stu from Death Dealer. This is Cobra Page from Cobra and the Lotus. Hail and kill everybody. This is Ross the Boss. This is Vicky Sarakis from The Agonist. This is Tony from Sonata Arctica, and you're listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcast. All right, Great Metal Debate listeners, uh, this is Brian and my friend Colin coming at you from the Marathon Music Works in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm actually sitting on the couch with uh, Michael Sweet from Striper. Michael, welcome. Hey, thank you, buddy. Great to be here. Well, it's good to have you. You're kind of uh, uh, a legend, at least in my eyes, of, uh, of metal and rock and roll. Don't really feel like a legend, uh, <laughs> but, but hey, you know, I'll take it. That's I'm glad to hear that. You've been listening that long and oh, paying attention that long. That's really I'm, cool. I am that old. You know, we we uh, we we actually went to see you in Hazard, Kentucky, the last time you were there. Oh yeah, I was and you sick. were you were sick, man. And uh, you came out. It was quite obvious that you were not going to be able to sing, but you yeah. still powered through. Yeah, I was I was very sick. I mean, I couldn't even talk. And uh, mm-hmm. we just played there. Right. Uh, Two nights ago, something yeah, like that? Yeah, a few nights yeah. ago. Yeah. And we had a great show. I was able to sing. Excellent. And, uh, you know, redemption and. Uh, and here we are in Nashville tonight, and mm-hmm. we're excited because you know Nashville is a great town. And, it is. Uh, we've done a lot here. We have a lot of friends here, mm-hmm. and uh, it's an exciting night for sure. Right, right. Now this is the uh, the uh, anniversary tour, the 30th anniversary of To Hell with the Devil. Let me ask the obligatory: How's the tour going so far? Really good. I mean, uh, we're I want to say 20, 26 dates in. Yeah. Yeah. 27, something like that. Right. So we've only got like nine or ten left. Sort of on the end leg of it. We're on the end leg of it. A little less than two weeks to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been really good. I, uh, I've i been able to get through every show and mm-hmm. sing. And, and I've been very happy with right. you know the way everything's sounding and whatnot. So uh, I couldn't be more pleased. The response has been amazing. Yeah. Uh, the set's amazing. Uh, the crowd seems very pleased with what's going on. It's cool. Where, where does the grind kick in on a tour like that? That's two months or so. You know, I mean, I, you mean bound, in terms of just falling yeah, just into the tired groove? and having to. Oh, yeah, probably right about now. Right about now. I okay. Mean, yeah, yeah. We're, we're starting to feel a little tired, but I mean, yeah. it's not terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, that feeling like you have a day off, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like a day off. Right. You have a day off tomorrow. Will you guys travel tonight, or will you? Will we travel tonight, and wow. we have a day off tomorrow. And it's just, in the beginning, it felt like a day off, mm-hmm. but now it doesn't. Now it, it doesn't. It feels like that was a day off. You right. know, <laughs> I want yeah. another one. Exactly. Because uh, you want to rest and right. chill. But, you know, hey, it's all good. This is what we do. We've been doing it for 32 years, mm-hmm. 33 years, actually. And, right. Um, we're not complaining at all. Sure. No complaints. We're very happy. Now think back to the that very first tour that you were on, and then the tour that you're doing now. What what is the biggest difference? Uh, however, whatever form you want to put that, what's the biggest difference in the tours then? Oh, now? well, there's so many differences. There's a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. Uh, the band feels like we're in our prime, and, and you know, like we have it. Skip right. the beat, you know, sure. so to speak. Uh, the differences are, of course, we were playing arenas back then. And yeah. It was a three-bus, three-semi tour, mm-hmm. much bigger crew. It was a whole different organization. Right. Uh, and a different day in the music world. Mm-hmm. I mean, cool. uh, people bought albums, and 
you know, that hair metal, if you want to call it, was mm-hmm. at the top of the charts. Right. Well, along those lines, I mean, you guys have, have played the massive arena shows, uh, and, and now you're playing these smaller venues. What's the biggest difference in the music industry? Just Oh, man. Well, I mean, the biggest difference is the fact that, you know, we, we're in a streaming world now. It's not about sales. Right. When you release an album, uh, you know, 25 years ago, that would have sold 100,000 first week out. Now it's right. 10,000. Yeah. If that, and mm-hmm. um, it's just a different world. Nobody buys music these days, so it, it's difficult. It's never been about the money for me, sure, uh, or us. But at the same time, you have to think about the money. Absolutely, because yeah. you got bills to pay mm-hmm. and people to feed. Right. You know, and, yeah. and so it, it gets a little dicey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got you got to get creative in how you go about making the money. Yeah. Because uh, before it was all music sales, and now it's all not. music sales. Now it's not. I mean, you don't make any money on music sales for right. bands like us. Yeah. You know, if you're uh, Lady Gaga, you make a lot of money on music sales. Not for us. Right. We we make a little money from touring, not that much. Right. We make a little money from merch, not mm-hmm. that much. Right. But we try to continually work and keep things going so it's consistent. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, we really would prefer not to at least yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, go get a job at, at Dunkin' Donuts. You right. know, that, yeah. that day may come. Yeah, I would, I would <laughs> Nothing like that against actually, people yeah. that work at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> sure, no, I got that, yeah. Well, so, like, I mean, you're a little more seasoned now. How do you juggle tour and family and that sort of thing? It's hard. I mean, uh, that's another difference from the past. It's, right. it's much harder these days because we do have families. Right. Uh, we do have uh, other responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So when you just up and leave those... Uh, and take your suitcase with you. Right. It's it's harder. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, so we don't like to go out on long runs. So typically we'll go out for two or three weeks. Uh-huh. This is an eight-week run. Wow. So this is like the. Will oldest. you not make it home at all during that time, or? No. no. Will they be able to come see you? Or? Yeah, my wife is out right now, for oh, okay. example. Okay. Yeah. So I've seen my wife on occasion. The guys have seen their wives on occasion. Yeah. But. Uh, it's more like the past. Right. You know, we, right. we got on a bus and we we're gone for eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, now think back a little bit, if you would. And was there a moment? And I ask all the artists that I interview this question. You're listening to a song, a video. You're playing a song, and you think, "Holy crap, I can do this. This is what I want to do the rest of my life." Was there a music epiphany for you? Ugh. I, not really, and really? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why because I grew up in a musical home. You did. I I've heard that. Yeah, I I was born into it. Right. So it's all I've ever known. Right. I grew up around when I was a little toddler hearing my parents rehearse. Yeah. And and, and perform with the band. And right. Go and travel and play clubs. Right. Make records. Then when I got old enough, I started recording with my dad. Yeah. It's all I've ever known. So it, yeah. it, it's just been a lifetime experience instead of a one-time moment. Wow. It just hasn't ever been like that. Was it... Now, you being a Christian and labeling yourself as a Christian band, your faith is very important. Was your music a calling? Was it what God put you on earth to do? Yeah, well, here's the thing. I don't like to label ourselves a Christian band. Gotcha. Uh, I feel that it limits us. Okay. Uh, You know, when people go to Best Buy and they ask the manager, where's the Striper album? And he says, it's in the back corner of the store under the Christian category. I gotcha. Okay. And when Megadeth, whose album came out the same week, is in the front of the store. Right. 
that's what I have a problem with. Okay, yeah. That drives me insane. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to be labeled a Christian man. Glad I could bring that up for you, Ben. <laughs> no, it's all right. Yeah. That's right. I'm trying to educate no, people. No, I got you. Yeah. People, when I say things like that, I get up in arms. Some people, right? Because they feel like I'm denying who we are and denying Christ and denying God. I'm not. No. But I hate labels. I, I hate them all. I don't like all the different labels and tags sure. put on. This style of music is this type of rock. Right. It's like, it's rock, it's country, mm -hmm. it's pop. That's it. Right. So our, our podcast is called The Great Metal Debate, and we debate a lot about genres, and so that's not important to you. I mean, because your new not solo album is, is a little bit different from... It's Trevor. heavier. Yeah. It's, it's definitely heavier, but it's still a rock record. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you want to call it hard rock, you want to call it metal. Right. It's a rock record. Gotcha. And it's not a pop record, and it's not a Christian rock record. Right. You know, um, so, but I don't know, man. I just, I, I don't want to be limited. Gotcha. And I feel like labels put you in a box. I have seen you, I mean, you've had ample opportunity to deny the Christian faith, but you don't do that. Like, I saw an interview you did with Skolnick on the one-on-one, -on -one and he it was almost like he offered you a way out with a question to get out from under that label, but you don't choose that no, at all. No, 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 never. We never run from that. We're always proud of that. Sure. We never sweep it under the carpet. Right. We always proclaim it boldly. But at the same time... Christian labels, but you know, it's, it, I, I, I used the example of this. You know, why why don't we call Slayer? Why don't we put a label on Slayer and any other band like that? Right. Uh, satanic metal. Yeah, yeah. Put put a ca category of Best Buy that says Satanic Panic. Metal. Okay, okay. We don't do that. Right. Why do you think that is, man? It's silly. Well, I mean, people try to put Christians in a box. I know that. I mean, they try to put Christian in a box, and they try to put other people in a box sure, as well. Yeah. And that's why I don't like labels. Right. Right. Now we have um, we, we we have a lot of listeners overseas, uh, um, and we have a lot of atheists who listen to our podcast. Yeah, sure. Is there anything that you would say to them? I love atheists, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I I talk to them all the time. We have many fans who are mm -hmm. atheists. I did an album with an atheist. Yeah, uh, George Lynch. Lynch. Yeah, oh, that's, man. So, I saw that. Man, that was a great show. Yeah, Even man. when you weren't singing. Oh, <laughs> man, dude, I tell you. But, you know, it's like I I love I love atheists like, like anybody else. And sure. I have no problem, no beef with them. And um, I think it comes down to, at the end of the day, respect. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, we need to, as human beings, respect one another. Right. Right. You know, even if we have our differences, which right. we do, there are many. Uh huh. That's the problem I have with the election. It's like there's no respect. There really from, isn't. From both there sides. Quite humorous. There's just times. no respect, and yeah. it's it's sad to see. It is. It's very dividing. It's very very yeah. sad to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Actually, uh, Colin had a question for you. Colin, why don't you uh, ask Michael your question? Sure. Um. Because you're a Christian, does being a Christian affect the kind of music that you listen to or the music you play? No. I mean, I listen to all different types of music. I listen to mainstream. I don't listen to Christian music. Sure. Okay. And the you really do have a problem with that kind of label and. No, well, I mean, I mean, I not a problem, but you don't want that. I, me not listening to Christian music has nothing to do with my issue with labeling. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. I don't listen to Christian music because it just doesn't float my boat. Okay. You know. Um, I'm just being honest. No, that's it, well, I'd take that over BS I mean, any day. I, I mean, like growing up when when mm -hmm. my uh, my friends we started going to church and mm -hmm. all my friends at church say, "Oh man, you got to hear this band," you know. Mm -hmm. And I and I checked them out a Christian band. Right. Like, 
<laughs> I don't really care for yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, but then my my brother says, oh, but Mike, you got to check this out. You know, mm-hmm. Aerosmith. I was like, I, that, I like that. I like that, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I definitely. And that's just, that's just kind of my right. take on it. Right. So um, it's never... Uh, determined who I am as a musician. Right. Uh, I listen to all different types of music, jazz, country, rock. Mm-hmm. I appreciate all types of music. It's sure. good, well-produced, well-written. Right. right. Sure. You know? And I think like a lot of Christian, not all, right. but a lot of Christian stuff is kind of the easy way out. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes, sometimes it's not well-produced. Right. Not well-written. Yeah. It's like, ugh. You know, you know it, it brings to mind a memory when... I, I hung out with a metalhead when I was younger, and I remember hearing uh, for the first time "Makes Me Want to Sing," which is like hands down my favorite song of you guys. And and I remember having to turn my head because I was kind of tearing up, thinking there are people out there that worship like I think we should worship. It was yeah. a it was really a moment for me, and and I just appreciate that. Awesome. And life's been a lot different, you know, for me ever since, you know. So. Well, that's really um, cool, man. What, and that's why we do this. Sure. To try to. Reach the the depths mm-hmm. of the heart, you know. Yeah, that's cool. Colin, Colin is a new Christian and a new fan of the band, and he's just embraced it uh, awesome. incredibly. Awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. going to be a, a striper minion, I think. <laughs> what's what's one of your favorite uh, memories just over your career? Oh gosh, uh, there's so many. T- I know that's there's a so tough many because I mean we've been around the world so many times and we've seen so many things. Right. Um, just the old the old days with the guys, you know, the right. the, the heyday, the, mm-hmm. the feeling we had as as young guys. Sure. Seeing the world, mm-hmm. bright eyed, bushy tail. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It was it was. Did it ever it'll never be repeated? You? Oh yeah. Ever go to your head? Ever you? Never think? went to our heads, but it did overwhelm us. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Totally right. overwhelmed us, and it uh, it made us realize when the band broke up. Right. I think we all realized how special it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and here we are together again. Again, and and that's the beauty about everything that we do and what mm-hmm. God does is He restores relationships. Nice. And uh, here we are going stronger than ever. At least it feels like it. Oh, absolutely. You guys have a distinct sound, and it's not. And and like there are a lot of bands that uh, try to do one sound and they don't accomplish it. You guys do your sound and you do it very well. Do you intend or does it just come out that way? Well, I mean, there are certain intentions. I mean, we, we do sit down and, mm-hmm. like, for example, way back in the day, I, I purposely went out and, and uh, tried to get the, the signature tone. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I wanted, do. I wanted a signature tone. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to just plug into a, into a Marshall. Right. And, and I went out and I, I checked out different things and I got this and bought that and, and for a couple of years right. tried all different things until I came up on a Lab Series head. Yeah. Preempt out into a Marshall, mm-hmm. and there was the striper tone yeah. born. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I, I call it like Boston and Michael Schenker oh, nice. yeah. put, in a, put in a blender and then you add some steroids to that. Yeah. And that's kind of what our sound is. I love Schenker. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's it, it's a very unique sound. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, it is definitely. It's it, a lot of stuff like that was thought out and planned mm-hmm. out and worked on. Right. To help develop the sound of the band. Yeah. The vocal harmonies. We worked on oh those my God. three-part harmonies. We love the Beach Boys. We love Queen. Right. Yeah. You know, we love bands that sing. Exactly. Harmonies. Yeah. So we incorporated that into our music. Dude, it freaked me out. Like when you couldn't sing at the Hazard Show, like you and Oz. How similar you sound when you sing sometimes, yeah, and I do. never noticed it until you had to. We do. We have we have similar voices, and that's why we blend so much. Right. You know. Right. Uh, 
we blend so well. Uh, yeah, I should say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, and it's it's crazy. I mean, and we've worked hard on that, you know. Right. Um, now, uh, you guys will finish this tour, the 30th anniversary tour. Uh, are you at this point in your career where you don't have to plan what's next, or do you have plan? What is next for Striper? Well, we don't know, to be honest. I mean, we're, we're kind of after this tour, we're going to take a break. Right. Uh, we got a one-off Monsters of Rock cruise, and then oh, we're, yeah. we're going to take a break and, yeah. and just kind of figure out how to proceed and when to proceed and yeah. all that good stuff. Right, right. Uh, and we're going to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, there are going to be, I think, some changes in a good way. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I okay. do. Well, that's good. I mean, um, I, I mean, if you want to, you can come stay at the lake if you want to at the house. Just come on by. <laughs> Mama cook biscuits. She's awesome. Oh, that man. Kind of stuff. Love that stuff, yeah. man. Um, so... Um, Really, no set plans. You just know that there's changes, and you're going to keep going, correct? Definitely going to keep going. We have right. a plan to do a new album. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. Well, I already talked to Frontiers about it. It'll mm -hmm. be with Frontiers again. We just don't have on the calendar the date. Do you? Are you already writing? Does that happen no. on the road? or? No, 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 no. The way I do albums these days is literally two or three weeks before mm -hmm. recording. Right. That's when I start writing. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's just the way I work. I work well under pressure, <laughs> and yeah. I don't like having 30 ideas to choose from. Gotcha. Yeah. I hate that. Focused and directed and In the intent. old days, that's the way we did it, but nowadays I like just having, writing 12 songs and that's it. You either know they're good or right. you know they're bad. Yeah. There it is. And uh, I feel it's a waste of energy to put all that energy into the, the real song on the real recording. That's really kind of opposite of what a lot of... I mean, musicians throw darts and just write 50 songs and hope you hit the right one kind of I thing. Think, I think it's one of the silliest things. Really? You just sit down and you mean to do this thing Silly. in this way. Yeah. Just think about it. Yeah. Think about think about a band that goes and spends two years writing now. Mm-hmm. Two years. Right. And then they sit for six months mm -hmm. thinking about what songs they're going to record. Right. I don't get that. So do you just sit down and pound it out till you I get the sound you want? I sit down and pound it out. I, I start on a riff, and I say, I play it with the drum groove, mm -hmm. and I say to myself, mm, I'm not feeling that. Right. Next riff. Next riff. Start on another riff. Okay. You start a drum, drum groove. Mm-hmm. Look at my wife. She's making dinner, and I go, <laughs> and I go, hey, I like this. Like that. And she goes... That's cool. Yeah. Does she ever nick some of your songs? She's like, no, I don't. Yeah. Like sometimes. Them, yeah. I mean, she doesn't nick it, but sometimes I can tell by the reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah okay. That's good. Or yeah. I love that. That's there you awesome. go. There you go. And then I'll know what's good, and mm -hmm. when I know it's good, and people around me know it's good, right? I run with that. Yeah. And then it's usually two or three hours working on that song, and it's done. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, where can fans pick up music and merchandise for Striper? Oh gosh, they can go to. Uh, Pick and save dollar stores. Not kidding. <laughs> uh, they can buy it at striper.com, striper shows, mm -hmm. uh, and portmerch.com. Right. Okay, cool. Those are the people that make our merch, right. and you can buy it directly from their site as well. Excellent. Well, uh, Michael Sweet of Striper fame, thank you for being with us. Thanks, buddy. Those uh, Great Metal Debate listeners, tune in and uh, go pick up some Striper stuff, I promise you. Uh, now, Michael, I'm going to ask you to run along because I have a show I want to get to, and uh, I've got to get up front. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank hey, you. Hey, dude. God bless you guys.